0: So I think just not playing the comparison game, which is obviously easier said than done and something that I'm still working on. Um, And then also just being yourself because it's easy to watch other people's work and do things the same exact way that they do. But you know, they might not be doing a
1: Guy Fieri video and have that personality. Welcome everyone to the Listen Up podcast. I am your host, Alyssa Bergamini. Thanks for joining for another episode. I am so excited for my next guest. She is the Texas Rangers digital and in-game host, co-host of the Straight Up Texas podcast. And let me tell you, from Instagram, she straight up has the best style in the game, and I am jealous. So everyone, please welcome in... The one and only from Dallas, Texas, it is Hannah Wing. Hannah, how are you? howdy. <laughs> Hello,
0: thank you for having me, and thanks for the fashion compliment. I can't tell you how much time I've spent on my outfits during the postseason. It's kind of embarrassing, but no, shout you out Fashion get an- Pass. I love the rental stuff. Yeah. my life every single time.
1: I am wearing Fashion Pass right now. So you Fashion are? Pass, if you'd like to sponsor Hannah and I, Yes. Give us a little shout out here. I'll give you my code. They're
0: great. Yeah. Hannah's
1: cooler than me. I already know
0: this. (laughs) No, it's amazing. Their stuff's super cute. But no, seriously, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you today.
1: Yeah. And just so everyone knows who is tuning in, Hannah and I have simply never met before. But like I said, we are social media friends. And I would say that is the pro of social media, especially. In our industry connecting with people that you're in in texas i'm in chicago we've never chatted before but i feel like we're uh already gonna be friends i love it i feel like i reached out to you so i initially pitched the in-game hosting role to the rangers
0: back in like 2019 oh, yes. i think i might have messaged you and asked you, did. you, like 3, you questions right. about what you do and all that stuff so it all comes full circle
1: yeah and i do think that the in-game host position regardless of your you know what the mlb nba it's kind of like a our own sorority slash yeah. fraternity where, you know, there's 30 MLB teams. There's not that many in-game hosts then. I know, you know, some people work with a co-host or not. So it's kind of funny how you know certain teams and then who their in-game host is. Um, and I have to say, I was cheering for the Texas Rangers. I would say 50% because <laughs> of you and Thank 50% you. because my old co-host with the White Sox Uh, He lives in Texas. He's a Rangers fan, so I was cheering for him on that other 50%. So it hasn't been that much time, but Hannah, what the heck? How was your World Series run with the Texas Rangers? I just
0: got chills thinking about it. It still doesn't feel real. Um, I had a podcast I recorded last week with Jared Sandler, Matt Hicks, and Eric Nadel, um, our three radio broadcasters, and they said that their feet haven't touched the ground yet, and I feel the same way. I know we've had the parade. We've had the celebrations, but – Part of it doesn't really feel real. I'm actually in California right now, and I brought okay. my massive suitcase home because half of it, if not more, <laughs> was full of merch for my family and my friends here because everybody's just so excited. Um, I just joked, I think my family is the only family in Southern California that has a Rangers flag outside their house. But there we go, I'm so excited! I was a part of the entire postseason run. Um, I flew every single road trip from Tampa to Baltimore. Arizona to Houston, all over the country, really. And it was just such a special and fun ride. And I'm going to miss the champagne celebrations until it happens again. But it was yeah. so much fun and a truly, hopefully not once in a lifetime, but something that I'll always remember and a true baseball bucket list experience from top to bottom.
1: And you were really a part of history, the first World Series win for the Rangers. Yes. In franchise history. At what point In this season, I mean, baseball is a long season. As you mentioned, you are traveling on the road, too, especially during the postseason run. At what point did you realize, oh, these guys have something special, and I think I'm going to be working until October and a little bit in November?
0: You know, that's a really good question. As you know, in baseball, there are a lot of highs and a lot of lows. I think it might have been around the All-Star break when we had so many of our guys out there representing Texas as All-Stars. I want to say we had five, if not six players on the all-star team this season and so seeing the level of talent that we've acquired I mean this team has changed so much since I first started in 2018 so I would say probably around the all-star break um, which was really exciting to see and then you know as you know in baseball there are a lot of highs and a lot of lows Mm -hmm. August and September were rough for us we almost didn't even know if we were going to the postseason and then we started off in the wild card which initially wasn't our plan because of the whole AL West battle with Houston and the tiebreaker and all of that. So I think it really was around the all-star break. And then there was just something about that final series in Seattle. And it obviously didn't go the way that we wanted it to, but just seeing how excited the team was, even just get to the all-star, excuse me, the wild card um, and just clinching the postseason for the first time since 2016, we hadn't gone to the world series since 2011. So that was also overdue as well. So, I think also just in Seattle, clinching that wild card spot, even though we kind of were hoping we get that by during the first week, um, was just really exciting for us. And I mean, there were so many moments throughout the postseason itself where it really felt like we were going to win the World Series. But as you know, baseball is such an emotional roller coaster. So oh, yeah. I'd probably say the All-Star break and then that final series in Seattle, even though it didn't quite go our way.
1: How was it traveling with the team? I think that is so cool that you do that. That's not something that I do with White Sox. I'm just during the home games. What is that experience like when you're close to the players, close to the organization, really getting to see everything up front? Yeah, so I'm very fortunate
0: to be with the team full time. And so I don't traditionally travel with the team during the regular season. And this is also the first postseason that we've had since I've been with the organization. So I didn't know if I would just do the wild card trip or kind of what that would look like. So I was very fortunate that I was able to go to every single road trip this postseason. We also Amazing. won every single road game, which was crazy. And I don't know if you know this, Alyssa, but it's spelled out road. So it was Rays, Orioles, Astros Diamondbacks and it spelled out okay. consecutively, and we won 11 straight on the road which has never been done before yeah. so it was really fun to be on the road especially with the team success um but just the charter flights were so fun with the families and members of the front office and the media um I've definitely been spoiled by travel now at this point having to take a commercial flight back to Texas yeah. <laughs> um it was just so fun to be around the players and their families and just really feel the unity of the organization. I mean, when we landed the day after we won the World Series back in Dallas from Arizona, I mean, I teared up on the plane a little bit, A, because the flight attendants were like hyping us up the whole flight, yeah. kept saying like, you're world champion, Texas Rangers. <laughs> and it kind of started to sink in a little bit there, but like the flight attendants were the same people the whole time, so they were really excited. Um, the players' wives were obviously so excited and their families and kids were so pumped. And then when we landed back in Dallas, um, I forget the proper name. I want to say it's a water cannon or a water sloop, but they had the fire trucks on the tarmac. Oh, oh wow. doing the it's like a hero's welcome or like yeah, welcome I know I know exactly
1: what you're, you're yeah, mentioning. so
0: like that happening on the tarmac was something I'll always remember, and then we got into our cars, then we drove off, and I know they were trying to kind of maybe keep some fans away, but um there were still fans that lined up that had signs and cameras like cheering us on, and it was so special and so exciting and it was just really fun getting to go to all of those new ballparks that I haven't really been to before. Uh, but I would say probably that ALCS game seven in Houston was the game when I really realized like, wow, like we're going to the World Series. This is happening. And I have a really good chance we're going to win too.
1: And it is such a roller coaster, as you are mentioning, especially in the postseason. What was that game five like for you? Because it was on the road. I, it, Even though it is so special, it was yeah. a little bit a part of you, oh, I really wish this Was back in Texas.
0: So yes and no. It would have been really special to win it in Globe Life Field. I mean, we've never had championship baseball in the new ballpark yet. So even just having a couple World Series games at Globe Life Field was really exciting. And having home field advantage for those games was awesome. And the fans were so excited. And there's just something so special about postseason baseball that I've never been a part of. Um, So it would have been really fun having it happen back in Texas, but also the fact that the team was just rolling on the road. At that point, we were all kind of debating, okay, what makes the most sense for us to do this at home in front of our fans, which would have been awesome, or just have it happen in Arizona. And by that point, we're like, let's just get the job done. So many fans flew out that day because everyone just had a gut feeling it was going to happen. So Mm -hmm. in a way, it kind of felt like a home game, even though it wasn't, but we truly had so many fans fly in for that Wednesday game. I mean, even just walking around the concourse on Tuesday and compared to Wednesday, there was a huge difference of people. And the front office flew out for those two games as well, which was really special. So um, we definitely had our supporters there. But of course, we love to do it at home as well. But I guess wherever it happens, it's meant to be. And it was was in Arizona where we have spring training about 45 minutes away. Okay, that's
1: perfect. And you get a ring, correct?
0: Yes. I don't know all the logistics (laughs) for it, um, but I told someone, gosh, back. Earlier in this season, I joked. I was like, "I'd love to get two rings this year because I got married in May." And I'm yeah, like, oh. congrats! An AL, thank you, an AL ring or a World Series ring. Ideally, World Series ring. Come on, but either yes. way, anyway, like we, we do, a ring of some sort. So, um, yes, I've been told that we get rings. I don't know the logistics or anything, but really excited to see what those look like and all the fun things that come with that.
1: Okay, I'm sure you have a very beautiful wedding ring, but I'm truly jealous of the World Series ring. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, it's such a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And also, my husband's from
0: Houston, and so I can hold this over oh, okay. the rest yeah. of our life. So, yeah, but that Game 7 in Houston was so special. Winning the World Series was so special. I mean, there were so many moments throughout the postseason that just felt like a movie and just didn't even feel like real life. So I'm glad that I'll have a really fun souvenir to commemorate all that.
1: Oh, Always. And were you – a Texas Rangers fan growing up or what was your, your MLB team?
0: I'm actually from Southern California. So I grew up an Angels fan and then I went to some Dodger games when I was in college at USC. So the Rangers are in the AL West. And it's funny because my mom saves a bunch of ticket stubs. So my very first baseball game ever was at Anaheim stadium against the Rangers when I was like two or three years way.
1: a little bit of foreshadowing there, which was really special too. And I miss those ticket stubs. I mean, everything is on our phone now, even... I don't know how it panned out for you guys, but were there any tickets that were giving out that were hard copy? I mean, that I, I think, think that's so, so cool to have that as I a know. memorabilia.
0: I a screenshot of your ballpark app. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but at least I mean, they, like, they yell at you because
1: the, the baseball is moving around? Yeah. I don't
0: think there was anything physical, but I know that there's so many exciting merch items and pennants and mm-hmm. pins. I mean, you name it, there's something all over it. And it was funny because along the way throughout the postseason, I would buy so much merch for whatever stuff it was <laughs> along the way because you never oh, know what, that look like what that's going to happen again. So I have all this merch from the ALCS and then clinching that, all of our World Series merch, and then now World Series champion merch. So our team store looks like a Black Friday sale ever yeah. since we started. But it's been so fun I, and so
1: special. Yeah, I would be the same way. I mean, even right now, my closet – I would say is 50% just white socks stuff. Yes. And then the rest are, you know, clothes that I guess I'm wearing oh. in everyday life. But I Absolutely. would be just like you, like, running to the team store, getting the hat, the T-shirt, asking my family members, what do you guys want? Like, that's that's where my money goes. It is oh, um yeah. sports apparel. Yep. Same. <laughs> I would probably like, be saving that. I'm like, what do you want? Like, hold up the 2XL.
0: I'm like, oh, my gosh. But so special, so fun. Um, I think I'm done purchasing merch for the time being. <laughs> I did see a bomber jacket yesterday that I have on. My- um, we'll see what happens. Do you need a bomber jacket in, in Texas? Oh, I have so many bomber jackets. And now okay. that our roof has, or our ballpark, excuse me, has a retractable, right. life, it kind of gets cold sometimes. So okay. I know can actually wear bomber jackets and fun leather jackets and things like that because, it's 72 degrees year round. And even though mm-hmm. outside it might be 110, at least inside you can wear a jacket. So I've had a lot of fun with that as far as game day fashion goes.
1: Hannah, I need you to come to Chicago and uh, host a game with me because sometimes it's so cold in April and I'm like, my lips, are they moving? Oh my gosh. That'd be it's, so cold. it's cold. It's yes,
0: cold. So I, I was asking you, it. like... It's being cold and it's like 65 <laughs> degrees or 72 degrees inside, but... Yeah, I could oh, yeah. not do, I could do in the cold. I respect that a lot.
1: That's why I have so many clothes. That's just my excuse because I'm like, oh, I need it for spring, which is basically still winter temperature, and then summer gets hot. So I have really a, a very stacked closet going on, which, again, oh, yeah. every occasion. problems. We'll be fine with that. <laughs>
0: every occasion. My whole closet's red, white, blue, and pink at this point. So I'm not mad about it. No, I'm not either. Hallelujah. Football's back. So you can stop making up silly reasons to come to Wings and Rings. Like you found a four-leaf clover, or you made all the lights on the drive home. Now watching the games on more TVs than you can count is the only reason you need. And bonus, they have the freshest, meatiest, juiciest wings around. Plus signature thick-cut onion rings. I'll see you at Wings and Rings.
1: Stop by today, 3434 South Halstead Street, right in the heart of Bridgeport. You brought up how you grew up in Southern California. Did you go to college then around Southern Yes, so I went to the
0: University of Southern California. So I studied broadcast and digital journalism there. Loved it, um, did some internships within the sports industry. Loved those as well, so it was all just a very natural fit.
1: So what was your transition then from graduating college and then your first job? Because I'm sure you get this a lot from young students who are aspiring broadcasters Mm -hmm. or just really looking to get into the business overall there's so many different transitions to make, especially in this space. It's not linear. There's not one pathway. So for you, what was that transition from graduating to your first job? Yeah, that's a great question.
0: So this actually was my first job. I got very lucky. Nice. Um, I know a lot of people do more of the traditional news route where you kind of start off in local markets and jump around a little bit. So I went more on the digital side of things. So my internship that I had my senior year of college at USC was with Fox Sports West, which is now Valley Sports West. And they had two digital hosts. And so I got to shadow them, see what their day-to-day was like, what their content was like, kind of what they brought to the table overall. And that's when the light bulb turned on. And I realized, okay, social media is really taking off. Like it was already big in college, but just seeing kind of where the industry was going and how digital media was going to have such an impact on it. So I was applying to jobs all over the country outside of USC, um, I obviously knew I was going to get a job in L.A. out of college in an on-camera capacity in any way, shape, or form. So I applied yeah. to jobs probably in every single state um, and ended up in Texas, which I was really happy about. A lot of my best friends from college were from Texas. So I had been to Dallas a few times, which was always fun and I always loved it. And so I just kind of took a leap of faith. And it was definitely a different route than most people that I went to school with that did the traditional journalism route. Um, and now I have kind of a marketing side as well, which I didn't really have a lot of experience in. So I just kind of took a leap of faith and put this job position together where it was social media and digital hosting. And then now it's evolved into a job where I'm still doing those things and also in-game hosting, like we talked about hosting Mm -hmm. our podcast and then some influencer marketing as well on the side. So it's a lot of kind of different things gelled together. So it's definitely not your traditional journalism or broadcast route, I would say, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it's so fulfilling and a great organization, so I can't believe it's almost my fifth year anniversary working for the team. It's flown by.
1: Doesn't time fly by? Especially, I would say, when you work in sports, you think you're just getting, you know, the season started and then in the blink of an eye, it's over. I know.
0: When I started our college brand ambassador program back in 2021, and at that time, I was, you know, two or three years out of college. So I felt like I was kind of similar in age to them. And then each year, the program grows. I'm like, I just keep getting older and older and older yeah. and <laughs> young, as they say mean girls. But um, yeah, that. I'm like, wow, I've really been on college for a long time and I've been working for the same team for over five seasons now. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Well, to make me feel old, I've been with the White Sox for 10 seasons, and wow, i awesome. kind of in the same boat as you, where I didn't do the traditional local television. I mean, I stayed in Chicago. I started more behind the scenes, mm-hmm. but while I was doing that part-time job, I was also working at the White Sox. So I started in, in college doing a marketing position and then just advanced into the in-game hosting role, not something that I ever even looked at, and I'm not sure if, if you were the same, but that was no. not something... In college that was an option i don't feel like a lot of teams had an in-game host or or mc whatever you know you want to call it but it's the perfect fit i would say for my personality and just quickly getting to know you i feel like it fits your personality perfectly as well absolutely and it's so funny you say that because people always ask me that they're
0: like did you do in-game hosting at usc and i'm like no i didn't even know that was a thing and then I started with the Rangers. They started, you know, introducing what they'd done in the past with previous in-game hosts that they had, and they hadn't had one in a while. And so I kind of put together what the position ideally would look like, and I pitched it to the team, and I said, you know, give me a season. We'll see how it goes. And it's just been so much fun, and having a new ballpark has been amazing. So it's not uh, requiring me to be outside in the Texas heat in the summer. (laughs) It's brutal. And I run around a lot, literally. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's been so fun, and again, something that I never really – drew up as my career path, I thought I would be a sports anchor or, you know, a reporter 24-7 or something in news or entertainment. And it's just been so fun and love being around our fans and having that consistent presence with them. Every single game has been wonderful and so fulfilling too. But yeah, it just kind of fell
1: into my lap, I guess. And I haven't back since. It's a blast. It is such a unique position. You bring up fans. Like I would say for me, one of the highlights, It's going to the game and getting to know whether it's the season ticket holders or uh, when they're little kids coming to their first game. I just think it is the best thing ever because down the line, hopefully they are talking about this game. And I just look at it as, okay, I can't make an impact actually on the field, the X's and O's of what's happening on the game. But in our position of being the in-game host, you can bring the excitement, you could bring the energy, regardless of it's game number one or the last game of the season, or for you in your case, a World Series game. I mean, that just had to be natural energy. Oh my god! When it's it's the playoffs, I mean, I would be going nuts. So maybe it's a good thing that I'm not in that position. Yes,
0: it was so fun. And I really don't lead chance typically, but there was one that they wanted me to do um, during the World Series run and just postseason in general, where I had... The side that was the first base side of the ballpark, say Texas, and then the third base side, say Rangers. And I was like, what if this doesn't happen? Like, what if I say it and I look stupid because people don't say or they don't hear me or whatever? And the exact opposite happened. And our director was like, just go for it. Just have fun with it. And that's what I did. And the entire ballpark was screaming at the top of their lungs. And I was like, the fact that I got to prompt 40 plus thousand people to say those words so loud, get the players excited, just create that whole environment was so special. And yeah, the postseason is something different, especially from a fan perspective. Do you have a co-host that you work with? No, it's just me. And it's interesting too, because I really enjoy going to other ballparks and seeing how they do it. So I know... Uh, The Diamondbacks had three hosts, I believe. Oh, okay. Tampa and Baltimore had one, and then the Astros had one as well. So I don't have a co-host personally. Um, Since I am with the team full-time, I'm fortunate enough to just do all the home games by myself. Um, But yeah, I know every team does it differently, and it's really fun to see how teams do different things.
1: Yeah, I love going to other ballparks, not only to see the ballpark itself, but taking everything in, in terms of game presentation. So you probably view the game similar to how I do. And when I go to games and they don't have an in-game host, I'm like, who do I need to talk to? Because they need one. <laughs> it's really fun. And it's fun to obviously
0: have like an amazing PA announcer. We've had Chuck Morgan, gosh, for over 40 years now. He's wonderful and great to work with. And it's fun to work together and kind of have, you know, the games with the fans that I play and just like the different promos that I do and just kind of being out with the crowd and with the fans in the background and stuff. And of course, they're always going to be the kids that try and jump in front of the camera and do oh, crazy yeah. things. But that just comes Okay,
1: the story. What, what's been the most uncomfortable situation that you've had to face while in-game hosting? Because it's live. It's up there. Yeah. Everyone people sees it. it
0: might not be on, like, cable TV or an RSN or anything like that. But a lot of people are still watching you. So I would say this was two seasons ago now. It was, like, a Wednesday day game against Seattle. So – Mm-hmm. You know, people are there. It's a good time. Day games are usually pretty chill. Um, and I was doing a hit promoting something for our foundation. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw this <laughs> boy walk down and I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. And Monday, today's the day. So usually I'll have some promo staff around me kind of trying to keep people from walking in front of the camera on accident or things like that. But because it was a day game, sometimes it's hard for everyone to get off of their day jobs. And so I was fending for myself, which was fine. Mm -hmm. And this little boy, well, not little, he's probably 11 or 12. So he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, that age for sure. Stands right next to me in the wonderful 50-50 raffle cellar that I was standing there with and just puts a number four in front of the camera. And I froze. I didn't know what to do, but I was worried because now kids have access to so many things through social media. And I was like, is he going to do something inappropriate? Is he going to try and grab the shot of my hand? What's going to happen? So I was like, okay, I've never really planned for this to happen. But instinctually, I was like, I have to just get him out of the shot. So I just gently shoved him and I said, excuse us. Thank you so much. (laughs) Lost it. Like one of our bullpen pitchers was like, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Because he's like, we always watch everything. You know, we're down there. We're observing. We're watching everything. And he's like, we all were crying laughing he's like, I could like, tell yeah. he so mad but he was like we were dying we we're like this is the best entertainment ever <laughs> so yeah you that's probably were so polite about it too but I didn't know what to do but now I see clips of girls stiff arming people and things like that so I know that I'm not the only one it happens to but there's a yeah. little cancel on that to get him out of the shot but if it was a little two-year-old or someone that just stumbled in that didn't know what they were doing I mean I would have just let it happen but this kid knew exactly what he was
1: doing he knew what he was like i just always think people are going to come in my shot oh yeah to be quite honest with you so i always kind of have a a plan b a backup plan there and yeah, i do have great smart. you know videographers and the pride crew the marketing team they're with me as well but i always have that in the back of my mind like what is someone going to do because people love wanting the attention but then once they're on the screen They're terrified that they're up there and then they chicken out, which I love that.
0: (laughs) It's so funny. I did this segment two years ago. Yeah, that same year. Um, It was one of our sponsored segments where I would interview a kid every game and I would ask them, you know, their favorite player, if they play baseball, what their team name is, like a fun fact about them, stuff like that. And there were so many kids that would see the mic and the cameraman and they're like, I want to be on the screen. Like, I want to be on the screen. So I think they have these huge personalities and they're going to be so funny and the second the camera turns on, they look up and see themselves on the Jumbotron. They would just freeze. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> on to the next one next time, I guess. But yeah, it's funny to see like how much they want to be on the screen. And then once they actually are, they freak out and just freeze completely.
1: So you mentioned how you're running around the whole game, which I'm the same, like just chicken with my head cut off. But do people kind of point at you or say, oh, you're the Rangers girl. I just saw yeah. you up on the screen.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm sure you get the same thing too. And
1: I do. And I'm, like, so I'm like, you're White Sox girl. I'm like, if that's, if that's a name you're going to call me, I love that. I'll take yeah. it. You don't fine. need to know my name. I'm just so close fine. White Sox girl. Yep. White Sox girl, <laughs> Rangers girl. What else do I get? Girl <laughs> with the
0: mic. You name yeah. it. All that kind of stuff. Or like when you're in an elevator and someone like looks at your mic and then they see you and they're like, Wait a second! I just saw you on the yes. screen. Yes, yes, that was it's so fun. Yes, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, it. Being were... on the fans is the best.
1: I'm trying to go to all of the MLB stadiums. I have knocked off 17. I did four oh last season. I have not been to Globe Life Field, so Come on that is going to be on my bucket list for sure. Either this upcoming summer or whenever I can. But that's definitely one that I've been wanting to go to. So yes, yeah, so well, um, let me know. I'll give you a full Houston, tour and everything. It's so I fun. Love that. And you need to come to Chicago just yes. to feel how terribly cold it is in these <laughs> know, April games so you can appreciate your, your humidity <laughs> and the 72 degrees. <laughs> I'll have to
0: look at our schedule and see if we play all in Chicago or play in Arlington. I think it might be in Arlington this year, but we'll have to see. I don't remember off the top of
1: my head. It's crazy how they already have the schedule out.
0: I know. It's nuts. I can't For believe how far in advance doing it. Like I just did a digital video the other day, and I was like, "Spring training is less than three months away," and I'm oh like, oh "Yeah, I just said that. That's crazy." It comes. We well, also short.
1: went late in the season because you won the World Series, so I guess yes. uh, pros and cons are a shorter off season, but all for a good reason. Absolutely. What is for you? What does a day to day prep look like, whether yeah, you're in the office or as a host in the off season or during the season? During the season.
0: Yeah. So typically, let's say it's for a seven o'clock game. I'll come in around 10 o'clock or 11, um, have any meetings that we have. Part of my job, like I mentioned, is our influencer marketing program. So making sure that everything for that night set up, um, compiling the content from the night before. Um, if we have a podcast shoot, I'll get the outline together for that. We'll go shoot that. Usually we aim to get those shot when the team's at home um, because Nathaniel Lowe, our first baseman, is our co-host on that. So we try to kind of work it around his schedule as well. And so, just easier to do at the ballpark because I don't travel with the team during the regular season, or at least mm-hmm. I haven't previously. So, um, we'll do that. Um, meetings. I always do my glam at my desk. Everyone always laughs at me because some teams have like a full on hair and makeup artist. Yeah. At my oh, desk setting curls and contouring. Not us
1: stuff in them. Chicago at all. No,
0: I know. I see some girls have it. But, um, yes. Yeah, so, I'll do my glam around like 2, 2 30. Then I'll go down to the clubhouse around 2 45 or 3 whenever it opens. And, if I have to get player interviews or anything from them, um, I'll go down during that time, watch batting practice. If we have any influencers or celebrities coming out, sometimes I'll be their escorts for BP, making sure they're all taken care of. And then around 5.15, we'll have our pregame meeting. So that'll be myself, everyone in the control room from graphics to videographers to scoreboards to DJ. So everyone's in this meeting. So we run through that night's game, when all the hits are, who has to be where at what time. We'll go up for one of my favorite parts of the day, family dinner. So I'll sit with about five or six of my coworkers. and we'll all That's have cute. I love that there. you call it that. It's just so unhinged and so fun, but we all spend so much time together. So we always call it family dinner. And then my pregame hits usually start about 30 minutes before the game and then okay. go through usually the fifth or sixth inning. And then I'll run around, see any influencers, go back to my desk. Um, just kind of depends on the day, really.
1: Who is the top celebrity that you've had to walk out for pitch?
0: Oh, that's a good question. So I don't do the first pitch specifically. Um, We had Joe Jonas come this past year, which was so fun. I got to interview him. Oh, um, I was wow. more of a Nick Jonas girl growing up, but it was cool. <laughs> You're guess. like, I'll take Eddie Jonas. Uh, yes. So that was awesome. He was so nice. Um, we had him on our podcast. So I got to shoot that during a game, which was awesome. That's so so cool. he did the first pitch and then. I interviewed him, I want to say, like in between my in game hits, which was really cool. Um, And there are just days like that where like your to do list is like hit pregame, hit mid two, and then interview Joe Jonas and then hit (laughs) five. And I'm like, is this my life? This is crazy. So I would say probably Joe Jonas because he had his concert, I guess they had their concert at Globe Field in August. They're promoting that. Okay. So he was a big one for sure that I was really excited to meet.
1: That is so cool. Do you edit your content as well then? Like as your, okay.
0: Nope. So I have a videographer who's wonderful. So he shoots and edits all of my digital pieces and we have someone else for the podcast, but I don't have to do the editing and things like that myself.
1: I was going to say you do... A lot like you are wearing many hats in your position. Like, when you, when people ask, What is your role with the Rangers? Like, what do you say in a, a concise answer? I usually
0: just say it's a hybrid role. I'm on the marketing team, but also do in game hosting. So, I just say, like In game and digital hosting, podcast influencer, and college brand ambassador. And they're like, What? I'm like, I can kind of break it down for you if you yeah. have like, five <laughs> minutes. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a role that. I don't think anyone in MLB necessarily has. I know people like you that do in-game hosting or people Mm -hmm. that specifically do influencer marketing and things like that. So I haven't really met anyone that has the hybrid role that I do of kind of both facets coming together, but it's a lot of fun and never a dull moment, that's for sure.
1: That is so cool too. And it just shows how advanced, I would say, your organization is. Yes, absolutely. And in the way that everything is going nowadays where – you are on your phone. You are, everything is just on, on social media. And I feel like what you're doing in your role is not only live hosting, but very important to get that content out there on Instagram. I mean, I love watching your stuff when you're posting it. You. and you're doing the quick, the quick game day rundown. I'm like, but oh, yeah, I know Hannah's the Rangers that.
0: Yes. Before every home game, I'll do Hannah's highlights. I usually shoot it either on the field or in the control room. Um, they have really good landing up there, so usually the control room, but it's just <laughs> a basic breakdown of if the roof's open or closed, who we're playing, what game in the series it is, who's pitching, like if there's a debut or something to call out, just kind of an overarching thing of what people need to know before the game that night.
1: I love that. I'm going to hopefully be able to do that with White Sox because I think that That'd be great. really breaks it down. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just well, it, it was funny
0: because I do it every single home game and I did it for every postseason game as well, either home or away. And one of our coaches' wives came up to me on the bus and she was like, I'm so glad you do Hannah's highlights because I need to know if the roof's open because I have like five yes. kids closed for and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, at least it helps one person. So if I can help one person, it's worth it.
1: I would like to know that too. Like if I I went to a Seattle game and the roof was closed, and of course I was traveling to Seattle and I just want to know what to, what to pack. Yep. So I packed for if the roof was going to be open or closed and it was closed and it was a, a difference maker in terms of yep. what I wore. Absolutely. sounds silly, but uh, one of the hits that I do during the game, it's called what's your 20. So I'm at a different part of the concourse promoting one of the crazy food options that we have, whether it's a a Comiskey dog or a Comiskey burger that is, you know, everything has over a thousand calories and that's what the people like. Absolutely. I saw a lot of uh, content from you guys during the World Series. What the heck were you guys selling during the World Series? Because there were some crazy options I saw. You know what? I
0: know we have so many different things off the top of my head. I can't think of all of them. But speaking of like the thousand calorie plus (laughs) items, we always have a Uh burger, which is like a two foot long hot dog. And we have a burger. So it's like two foot long. Like everything's bigger in Texas, obviously. So we have the two foot hot dog, the two foot burger. I know one of the crazy things that sold out super fast was at actually Heim Barbecue. So at Globe Life Field starting in 2023, they're our official barbecue partner. So we have a Texas barbecue restaurant in the ballpark. And so I think it was wow. called the Lime Hammer. And it was this massive beef rib with all these sides and things like that. And I want to say it sold out maybe pregame every single home and <laughs> game we had. Like, it was crazy. So people love their Texas barbecue, as we all know. Um, and Hurtado has – oh, it's Hurtado, not Heim. Excuse me. Um, we have two really popular barbecue spots in Texas, but they both start with H. They're kind of easy to get confused. But Hurtado yeah. barbecue is in the ballpark. And they actually have a brick and mortar like down the street from the ballpark as well. So, in Arlington, Texas, staple, their food's amazing. So, I think that was probably one of the most popular things we had during the postseason was the Heimhammer, just this massive beef rib with all these sides and things that came with it. And then, people that were traveling to Texas for the game got to experience Texas barbecue at the game because usually when people come visit Texas, they obviously want barbecue. So, you kind of kill That's two That's what they're people.
1: going for. Yeah. So, what yeah. is yeah. your personal favorite?
0: so i actually have celiac disease so i'm gluten-free not by choice obviously so a lot of the things that i would want to have i can't i can actually have a lot of hurtado's barbecue is gluten-free so their brisket alote is really really good okay and we also have a kiosk that's called arlington eats and so they bring in a lot of local restaurants in arlington and they'll have a stand during different games. And so one of my favorite spots in Arlington is called Prince Lebanese Grill. And they just have this rice and garlic sauce, which is the best thing ever. So sometimes between hits, I'll just like grab my little microphone and go over and I'm like, can I just get some rice and yeah, sauce? And so I'll just, a just have a plate of rice and it's really good. But I can not have a lot of the usual ballpark items, I guess, which is a bummer, but it
1: is what That's it is. That's okay. It's also very expensive. Like I've made it a packed Early on, when I started, like I don't go to the ballpark and spend money on food there. Like yeah. I'm there to work. But when yeah, I go exactly. as a fan at, at other stadiums, I'm like, yeah, I could I could treat myself. Yeah. But it's just like anything with sporting events; like you don't want to overdo it, but it is yeah. fun to just treat yourself. Oh, totally. You no, know, here and there. I I need to look need- up this schedule and, and yes, find out when I could come saying, visit. <laughs> whenever you come
0: to Arlington, I'll give you the food list of the gluten things you can eat because yeah, I've heard they're really good to me.
1: So. What would you say? going back a little bit what would your tips be for anyone that is starting out that really wants to improve on camera i always say you know reps are the best Mm -hmm. and i think especially with our job as as being a host but what would be your your advice for someone just getting started out starting out
0: yeah that's a great question i would say yeah. I mean, reps are everything. I mean, I still feel like I'm trying to find reps in certain ways. And so that's something you can never get enough of no matter how long you've been in the industry. I've actually told a lot of people to start a podcast because a lot okay. of people don't know where to start or like where to get interviews and things like that. So something I even tell our college brand ambassadors is to just start a podcast, whatever your interests are. And whether it's you want to go into sports one day, which most of them do have local athletes on or have people from your school on that, the, Friends that you have that are athletes, like have them on your podcast, yes. and it's a really good way and a really casual way to learn how to interview people because it's so different from a traditional. You're on camera, your mic's in hand, and you're kind of doing a two shot or whatever it may be. So, I think as far as interviewing goes, definitely creating a podcast would be huge, even if you don't post it, but just to have it. Um, I think that's really good, also for a reel. And then speaking of reels, I also did this when I was in college because mm-hmm. I was trying to get as much experience as I could and just have a reel that was differentiated because now looking back some of my school projects I did were so bad and I wiped them all off YouTube <laughs> oh, I'm like this is one thing like I cannot Also have that. mine. Yes. So <laughs> I went through and I just did a stand up day. So I was in college in LA and so I drove to downtown LA, I drove to the Coliseum, I drove around to different locations and instead of doing the full packages that I was doing for classes, I would just write practice standups and I would just shoot them. I wouldn't use all of them, but it was really helpful, yeah. A, to learn how to shoot, write, edit, and do everything on my own, but also so I could have it for my reel. And I mean, The people that are watching your reel aren't going to know do the whole stand-up day, but it was really helpful and impactful for my reel just to have so many different clips that I could pull from when it came time to putting it all together.
1: When you do put a reel together, I mean, anyone that's listening that is not familiar with the broadcasting industry, when you're applying for jobs, not only are you Sending in a written resume—it's a resume reel as well, which I think is the most stressful part because you are just putting a highlight of you together that is two minutes, thirty seconds, three minutes—you know, nothing too long because no one really wants to sit there and watch you for that long. I mean, really, I feel like they decide within the first three to five seconds. But that's something that is really difficult to just putting those clips together, even if you've done so much, just finding the ones that really speak to your personality and who you are and, and your work ethic. Um, and I think that gets overlooked a little bit when you are in college and then you're graduating and you're applying for those jobs. Cause you kind of just have your college work. Like you were saying, like you did some stand ups on your own yeah. to really brush up on, you know, what you wanted to put in your reel. So that's a unique part of the industry that I think has its pros and cons, but it is what it is. Yeah, That's what we're working what with.
0: And it's fun to also show your personality, like you just mentioned, like in my first reel out of college, I guess not first reel out of college, but first year after my first full season with the Rangers, um, I did a lot of segments around Texas Live, which is like our version of okay. Atlanta, or I know they have Ballpark Village and things like that. So um, that's our version of it. And it was opening right after I first started. So a lot of the content that I was doing around the time I started with Texas, was around Texas Live. And so I'm obsessed with Guy Fieri. I don't know why, but I always have yeah. <laughs> And so I actually dressed up like him for a video because we have Guy's Taco Joint in Texas Live. And so I dressed up like Guy. I did this whole bit, acted like him. Like, I drove around a red golf cart instead of the Corvette. And so oh I put part God. of that in my real... And people will always remember, even though I took it out now because I have a lot more meaningful content to showcase, um, but it was fun to include my personality. And that's something I always tell people, too, is just never be afraid to show who you are, and especially because digital is so much more fun and Mm -hmm. not necessarily quite as newsy. And I mean, it can be, of course, but it's a really good mix of kind of being more casual and conversational and fun at the same time.
1: What's a piece of advice that has really stuck with you through the beginning up until now? Ooh, that's a good
0: question. I guess just not playing the comparison game. And that's something that I still work on. It's really hard, especially now with social media that I know we talked about early on, like the benefits and connecting with people and things like that. But it is really hard to not compare yourself, especially when you know people that are your age and what their accomplishments are and Mm -hmm. what their work looks like and things like that. So I think just not playing the comparison game, which is obviously easier said than done and something that I'm still working on. Um, and then also just being yourself, because it's easy to watch other people's work and do things the same exact way that they do. But, you know, they might not be doing a Guy Fieri video and have that yeah. working personality. Right. So it's just making things your own. And of course, you want to be professional and informative and all those good things. But also staying true to who you are is really important as well.
1: Well, girl, you are living my dream with that World Series victory. And win oh, my gosh. Times. So happy it. for you! And I did look up the schedule. The White Sox play at Texas, July 22nd through the 25th. That is a four game series. So I'm gonna find a time to yes! get down there. Perfect. Thursday looks like a day game. I, I personally really enjoy day games.
0: Oh, me too. It's great. I really and like night games. are sometimes uh, having like the night two day games? Like that transition can be a little tough, especially oh yeah. if the game the night before it goes late. But now with the pitch clock, the games are over so fast.
1: I was going to say, what are your thoughts on the pitch clock? Because I love it. It's
0: amazing. It's the best thing that ever happened to baseball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I does mean, make the in-between innings yeah, a little bit more stressful for say. our jobs because sometimes you have to move a little quicker. But overall, I think it's really good for the game, for sure.
1: Yeah, I, watch, I wear my Apple Watch. And for sure, when I'm working at the stadium, all my rings are closed. And it's because yeah. I really am just running around. And I know you said yeah. – Uh, You do the same. If you're looking for a new car, well, look no further. Head to Mazda of Orland Park right off of 159th Street and LaGrange Road. I am so proud to drive a Mazda CX-5 all-wheel select featuring black leather as the interior plus all the features that you can dream of adaptive cruise control apple carplay backup camera which you definitely need if you are parallel parking in chicago lane departure warning which oh you definitely need if you are driving on the dan ryan plus push to start and best of all the seat warmer mazda of orland park offers high quality sales and service experiences to each and every one of their zoom zoom nation customers including myself so be sure to stop by mazda of orland park Tell Eric Vates that Alyssa sent you, and be sure to join in on the Zoom Zoom Nation. You won't regret it. I have a quick little game that I've been doing on my podcast. Love it. And it is actually a spinoff of, I used to do this with White Sox TV and with the players, and it really pulled out their personalities. Um, So it's start them, sit them, send them down. I used to to watch these
0: back in the day. (laughs) I used to watch them. I remember this.
1: Yeah, I loved doing it. Like, I really want to get back to doing that. But I'm going to do it on my podcast. So um, we're going to start. And I know we already brought up Texas food. And correct me if I'm wrong with any of these, but this is my vision of Texas food. So brisket, chili or fried chicken. What are we starting? What are we sending down? What are we sitting? Okay, I'm going to start
0: brisket. Okay, sugar tato's brisket. It's very good. I'm going to sit chili because I do like it, but I just don't eat it a lot. But when I do like it, I enjoy it. And then I'll send down fried chicken just because I can't eat it. And I wish I
1: (laughs) I was going to say I should have done my uh, I don't know how (laughs) my research on you on that. But that was uh, an easy out for you there. Okay, stadiums in the AL West. And these are also ones that I've been to. So Houston Astros, which I was there for their home opener when they got their rings. Mm. Um, Seattle Mariners. Beautiful ballpark. Okay, and this one is uh, a layup. I would say the Oakland ace
0: Yeah, I have been there. I didn't know that I had been. My mom reminded me. Well, (laughs) when you were seven, glad you remembered it. And I guess I didn't. Like that's not very memorable. Although I hope that whatever their next chapters for their organization is wonderful. Like the players and the coaches that I met with Oakland have been wonderful. So I wish them all the best. And I don't know what's going to happen with all that, but for now I'm going to send them down. Okay. Um, I am going to, oh, this is tough. I'm going to start. I haven't been though. So is that even allowed? I haven't been to Seattle, but I've heard great things. So I really want to start them because I want to go see it. And everyone, like all the players, love going to Seattle. That's always one of their favorite road trips. So I'll start them and then I'll sit down Minute Maid Park. Even though that game seven of the ALCS was one of the best days of my life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> would Would you say they're your biggest rival? Or yes. What is oh, thousand percent. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. The
0: Texas-Texas thing is nuts.
1: I mean, I don't like the Astros, and yeah. I that's our that's our rival over. I mean, the past few years, especially. Yeah. Because we lost to them in the playoffs in 2021. I got to work two playoff games. Let me tell there you, you. they were. They were hyped, but I really need to uh, uh, work a little bit more there. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, the
0: Astros Rangers rivalry is huge in Texas. Yes, like, we'll tear families apart, but not mine. <laughs> you, but.
1: Good, good. Um, what you couldn't live without, and we're just going girly style here. Ooh. Lipstick, mascara, bronzer, or if you have one that you would like to, to fill in on. Okay.
0: Um, I will sit mascara. Uh, wait. Lipstick, mascara, and bronzer. Okay. I would send down mascara because I wear, like, fake lash extensions. I do the okay. at-home ones. They're amazing, so I don't really wear mascara. Okay. Um, I would – oh, this is tough. I always have to wear lipstick because I feel like it just looks good on camera. So I'll start lipstick and then sit bronzer even though I do, like, a full glam every single day. So I <laughs> kind of wear it all, I guess, but that's what I would do.
1: Did you have – Um, I know you said you had lashes, but did you have some waterproof makeup on during – Oh, the, the playoff run. where you? Was it just dripping? Because I would look like I uh, just got broken up with or something. The mascara would be down my so face.
0: Funny you mentioned that. So, quick little story. So, after we won the World Series, so I had been in champagne showers in Tampa, Baltimore. Wait, no, sorry, Tampa Globe Life Field because we beat Baltimore at home, Houston, and then Arizona. So only one of them was at our ballpark. Okay, And so they just kept progressively getting more fun and more fun. I mean, obviously the stakes are higher, especially beating Houston. Like that was massive for us. But once we won the world series, I was in there getting some content and player interviews and things like that. And I just didn't wear goggles. I guess I'm still just kind of a rookie when it comes to all these things. And so I had on my brand new shoes. Hey, that was a problem, but they ended up being fine. But when it came to the makeup aspect, this is like an endorsement for, uh, what's the name of the ones I wear? Flutter Habit. Amazing. So I, I got sprayed it. directly in my face with champagne and my <laughs> eyes were burning. And I was like, I have to do an interview in the next five minutes. If my eyelashes fall off, I'm going to look like a cyclops. This is not good. <laughs> I got sprayed in the face. I could not see anything. And I was like trying to look around like this, trying to find people or like someone close by that I knew. And one of the clubbies was there. I said, Hey, I need a favor. I need a napkin or like something to wipe my eyes off. I can't open yeah. my eyes. They're burning like crazy. And he's like, just use my shirt. I'm like, are you sure? Like, it's going to have a lot of makeup on it. And he's yeah, like, it's, oh, it's going to get ruined. Just so I'm he saved my eyesight. Again. I washed off like my right eye and my eyelashes stayed on. So they survived a World Series champagne shower. So shout out Flutter Habit for the. Shout- I got to give myself some of these. Yeah. They're Regardless
1: great. of I'm getting champagne showers or not, that just sounds like a yeah. No, the last awesome. I need.
0: Yeah, so my makeup didn't run, but I was a little worried about like my fake eyelashes on one eye just completely coming off when the interview would look really weird, but we're good.
1: Yeah, it's like we have to worry about the questions and then our hair and then the makeup. There's a lot of different facets to it. The process. Well, I loved talking to you. Um, I'm so excited to come visit you in Texas. It'll be great. We're going to have the best time. And I'm so just proud, not even really knowing you that well, but I'm just so proud of, you know... From the point of when you graduated up until now, it just seems like you are doing so much and have a Thank great you. head on your shoulders. And you seem so positive, and we love positivity. Thank
0: you. I try. And same for you, too. I feel like we're very similar in a lot of ways. So I'm excited to take our talents to Texas and actually meet. Yeah, a Yeah, I love know.
1: And, and get some brisket. Um, where can the lovely people find you? Great
0: question. So I'm on Instagram at Hannah Wing, just all one word, H-A-N-N-A-H-W-I-N-G, um, I'm on Twitter at Hannah underscore wing. And then on TikTok, I think I'm Hannah wing, but two G's on the end. I
1: can't wait to watch. I can't wait to maybe see you in another world series championship. Yes. Make thank it two in a row. We know
0: that it's happened once. Like this is the expectation every season now. Like it has to just keep happening.
1: So yeah, you're like back to back. Let's go yeah, exactly. <laughs> more, uh, more of the eyelashes. Exactly. More <laughs> flutter habits, Just extra. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> well, Hannah, again, thank you so much. And I'll say go Rangers for you. Thank you. appreciate that. Thank you for listening up to the Listen Up podcast. Don't forget, rate, review and subscribe and tune in for next week's episode.